Roger. Yeah, I think it's pulling the wrong one. I'm just, okay, I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit uh, left in the... Okay, don't hold it quite so tight. Okay. Yeah, what? Hi. Welcome to the podcast. This is how it's going to start. Ah. Ah. Ah, cooling off. A little bit of a. Uh, this is what we call work jazz. A bit of jazz in the workplace. A lot of times, you know, back in the old workplace, jazz wasn't allowed. There was a time when jazz was considered disruptive in the workplace. But not today, right, Kyle? <laughs> Kyle G. Guile Colner. <laughs> Call him Guile. Guile calls. <laughs> Kyle Colner. Or is that am I saying the right last name correctly? Gallner. See, I knew it. Everybody says Gallner. Gallner. Why is that? Because of gallstones? Gall. Gallbladder. Kyle Gallner. 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 Like a gal. A good old sweet gal. Yeah. Good Kyle Gallner. Did you ever say it? What's the worst someone's ever said it? It's all. It's. Pretty much just Gallner if they Gallner. Yeah, if they say it wrong. Why do we say the things that we say that we do here on Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton? My guest is Kyle Gallner. We're talking <laughs> about today um, work jazz in the workplace. We're talking about why we do the things we do, why we keep doing them, and why we why the default is always a thing where it's like Gallner. Why do I say that? I don't want to have gallstones. <laughs> you know, I don't want to have that. But, you know, that's what I'm thinking about. Here on Live to Tape, we're going to talk about um, uh, yogurt in the workplace. Talk about uses for yogurt, ideas you can have. If you dry it out, you can use it like ramen noodles. You can make pasta out of yogurt. Have you had yogurt pasta yet? This is a hot new thing. Uh, the t- coconut yogurt, that you can dry it out and make pasta with it. Yeah. Here on Live to Tape, my special guest is actor... And uh, Bon Vivant, well, how other descriptors would you describe yourself? <laughs> well, I just got like this serious <laughs> eyebrow. You have the eyebrow. Uh, when did you first learn you had the eyebrow? You could do that thing where you, uh, I always wanted it as a kid. I don't remember. I was young. I was a teenager. You mean you f- no, I was a younger teenager. I remember like watching Jim Carrey and being like, "How does he do the eyebrow?" Do that. Yeah, I can only do one side, and I just do it now. I don't even. It's not like a conscious thing. Yeah, I can it was tell. more I was, like I was confused. I wasn't sure what I just you got, used a big word that I or Bon Vivant. <laughs> But I didn't understand. I think it means a person who likes a good time. I'm sort of oh. a bomb bavant. Okay, yeah, me too. I like a good time as opposed to a bad time. As opposed to a bad time, yeah. There was a Bond villain from back in the day when I was a kid. I remember seeing him on Nickelodeon. He's been interviewed. I don't remember which one it was, but he had a, this crazy eyebrow trick. And they were always, all the kids like, we do the eyebrow. <laughs> I wanted so bad to be able to do that. I would practice, and I still never got to the... Yeah. You just blew my... You're just, I have like a canoe, and you have like a speedboat of eyebrow. <laughs> You just destroyed my. Thanks. I built my canoe from you know from scratch, trying to have it. Yeah, it might be more extreme because I think sometimes my left eye is like lazy. You ever had a request from a director to do the? Um, could you do the eyebrow? No, I've never had. A, <laughs> I've never had a specific eyebrow request. No. But this would be funny because it's like a thing where everyone talks about line reads all the time, right? Yeah. But I've never had someone say, "Could you do your face?" No, It'd be cool you if your, someone said, you, "Yeah, can you give a certain face?" Yeah, I've never had that either. God, that would be great to do that to see to direct someone and see how far you can push them in face acting. Be like, 
You did it wrong again. I, I <laughs> see, I'm sorry, but we're just not getting it. The camera. I want to see your lips purse and your right eye. Yeah, I think some directors are incredibly specific. Yeah. Um, I'm blanking on his name. I know there's one director who's like crazy about stuff like that, where like the way the camera's set up, if like your head's too far to the left, you have to like inch it to the right. Or Really? Who is yeah. it? God, I not can't. Not Clint Eastwood, right? No, no, no. It's not Eastwood. You've worked with Clint. I have worked with Clint, yeah. Is it, what, is it like they say? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. He's uh, It's short days. Um, I heard it's like incredibly short days. It is. It's like eight-hour days. God. I think a 10-hour day is like a long day. Yeah. And um, it is. It's like one or two takes. You move yeah. on. But he's, I mean, he's he was sharp when I worked with him. And he, uh, you know, there was a day where, I mean, he's almost knee-deep in mud carrying the monitor walking behind his, Are you serious? his camera dude. Yeah. Wow. I mean, just, yeah. The guy's, he's still like tough as nails. That's funny. It makes sense that he would be sort of just likes to get in the muck. Yeah, he's like just a cowboy. He's cool. Yeah. So were you scared when you had to work with him a little bit? It wasn't uh, – I wasn't that scared. It was – I had heard all those stories, mm-hmm. so I didn't really know what to expect. Oh. Um, well, what stories have you heard? I've only heard a few things. I've just, like, I mean just those. Probably the same you've heard where it's, it's short days. He only does like a limited number of takes. And, and he's the boss. Absolutely. The absolute I mean, boss. Totally the boss. Yeah. But he um, – but uh, he surprised me with a couple things. Like, he's really soft-spoken. Okay. Um, he gives you, you know, he, like, doesn't say action. He says, like, when you're ready. Wow. You know, and then he's um, he doesn't give a whole lot of direction. He's It's interesting because it's like Kevin Smith was kind of the only other guy I worked with in that regard where you really felt like it was like, look, you're here to do a job. I'm not going to mess with you. Oh, wow. Like, if well, I don't... hands off. Yeah. Kevin said at one point, he's like, I... He was like, I'm not going to come into your kitchen unless I got a problem. Okay. So, like, he, you know... A lot of kitchen metaphors. Yeah. So, they, like, they, they leave... They just leave you alone. Yeah. You know, and they let you do your thing, and... um but it was it was a little it was a little weird. I got kind of caught once or twice with like my pants down on on Clint's set where they do setups so quickly and change camera and get everything oh, wow. get everything ready that at one point these guys were these soldiers were running up the stairs and I didn't hear him say action. I didn't hear him say anything, and I had to like run over to get into the scene because I didn't even realize that we were going. Shit, man. Yeah. Oh, sounds like a fucking nightmare. It kind of was. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, that moment was sort of like a. a it was like an acting nightmare where you're like waking up in a cold sweat, but yeah, yeah, I learned my lesson. But then you get the approval one. from Clint, and you're like, "Oh, I'm good for a few weeks." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm fine. Totally. I wonder if his is, is his approval like, um, "All right, moving on," or is it like, "Oh yeah, no, he doesn't. She doesn't shower. It's you know, all yeah. tacit." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He's not like that. Makes sense. Yeah, it's no pats on the back, really. Mm-hmm. It's just because again, it's a thing that it's like he hired. He knows you can do the job. He hired yeah. you to do the job. So we're not here to you know pat each other on the back. We're here to work and it's no time. Get out of here. Yeah. That's how he gets in the golf course. Right? Got an eight-hour day, man. <laughs> gotta get to, gotta hit the links. Yeah, exactly. Someone told me that once that he likes to play golf at the end of the, end of the shoot. So he likes to wrap by a certain time. Oh, I didn't. That I didn't know. That seems a little ambitious. Yeah. Did you guys shoot that overseas? We did the first part of it in um, Rabat in um, Morocco. Morocco. Um, how long were you there for? I was there for about th- probably three weeks. We did like. S- Six, it was either six or eight, I can't remember, days of uh, training before we started shooting. So wow. we worked with um, we worked with Marines and we worked with um, Dauber, who's actually in the movie. He plays himself. Oh, he's yeah. A, he's a SEAL. So he trained. I got to train 
I was like the one guy who wasn't a Navy SEAL, but they threw me in with those wow. guys. So I got to train with those guys. It was really it Did was they cool. bust your balls? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they do. That's yeah, they, man, they mess with you. Yeah, at one point I walked away and uh, they hid my gun. Holy shit. Yeah. Is it a real gun? No. Okay. No. I mean, they're like plugged, but they're it's the weight of a, the real, weight gun. Of a real gun. Yeah, they're, they're heavy. So have you played someone in the military before that? Uh, not like that. Not like that. Yeah. Actually, I think that may have been my first one. So is that something where, cause I've always wanted to play some type of a military character and never have, never yeah. have. And I feel like if I ever got to do it, I'd be, oh man, this is, I'd be so excited. I think I would kind of like, um, it's, it's cool. It, it, it was a weird thing. Like in the beginning, it's like exciting and everybody's mm-hmm. like, holy shit, we have guns and like yeah. all our stuff and you know, and you're, you're, you got all your gear on and it's hot and it's heavy and you're, you're working hard and part of it, like that's part of the excitement and it's, it's cool. And yeah. then you're doing, you know, firing exercises and, <clears throat> but then it gets a little weird because like the fun starts becoming like, oh, the training is real and these people are training us to do these things. And I remember at one point we had this exercise where it was, okay, put your gun up, fire two off, get, drop the clip, put a new clip in fire too right. off and at one point i had done it like really smooth we had done it a bunch of times and i got it and i you know i didn't fumble with anything clicked it in fired it off and got it done and there was that weird moment where it hit and i was like this is you're being trained to kill <laughs> you know what i mean like it's yeah. like oh this is like the the, the f- you know you have to really put yourself there because it's like well here there's no real stress of actually being shot at or having yeah. to shoot or whatever but like once it clicks in that it's like this is the training and this is what happens it sort of became really real for a minute and that kind of took the fun level down I see what you're saying, yeah. you know a little bit where you're like wow this this is kind of like a lot of this is heavy there's a lot of responsibility to like these weapons and learning to use them and and what they're used for and yeah. you know so i think after a couple of days it became Less of like, you know, guys just having fun and more of like, oh, there's like a real respect for this. And, and, and you know, the excitement didn't mm-hmm. wear off, but it was like, we need to keep our heads straight. I don't know. That, that, that at makes least sense. happened for me. That makes sense. You know? Yeah, because it's like if you're a kid, you're playing soldier. It's, you don't really right. think about the what this is, but if you're doing it for, I suppose, it, yeah, after you're doing it for a certain amount of time, it stops becoming the thing that's like... um you're not playing soldier anymore. You know, yeah, the, we the novelty wears off. Right. You know, we don't have to. We weren't going to war or anything mm-hmm. like that. But there, there was just this kind of realization of like, wow, I could have done that faster than the other guy. Okay. You know I what see, I mean? Yeah. Like if I if that had happened, That's I could have been the one to fire first. Whoa. You know, and it's kind of a weird. Yeah. thing it hits like a weird a weird you know there's just kind of this weird feeling where you're like oh and that's how fast you can take life or that's how fast something can change or you didn't grow up in the military or anything right no i didn't and no. you're not from the south either no but you play a southerner in that yeah i'm talking about this one role so much <laughs> for no reason other than i mean i i saw it in the theater i wasn't expecting you to see to see you yeah like, oh shit it's kyle and he's playing like a like a hick yeah, yeah a hick yeah. sniper guy in this movie yeah. that is uh it's, you know, it's a movie. It's a, it's it's a movie. A, it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just was so interested in that because I thought it was so... Um... But, yeah, I mean, I had never done really military or had to train like that either. So, so pretty, were they like, pretty... oh, you're going to have a southern accent or is that something you brought to it? No, he originally had one. Oh, yeah, because you're based on a real guy. My guy was like a mashup of a couple okay. guys. And then the role changed and it got rewritten and things like that. But he was always supposed to have an uh, accent. So how did you – because you've played a bunch of characters that have 
Southern accents, right? Or no? I've done it a couple times. Yeah, I did a show called Outsiders where I had an accent the whole time. Right. That's that show. That's like a bootlegger <clears throat> show, right? Yeah, it's like this family in the Appalachian Mountains who lives off the grid, and um, this coal yeah. company wants to come in and take their. Wow. You don't take from us. Yeah, yeah. Basically. You don't take from what's God given us. <laughs> yeah, basically. You don't take. What was your family's name? Ah, uh, the Farrells. The Farrells. Yeah. You don't take from the Farrells. No, <laughs> only God. God's our judge and witness. <laughs> A lot of that, right? Yeah, I don't think we were like super religious. Okay. But, yeah. Was that fun to More make like something like that? You've done a lot of drama, basically. Yeah, like I've opposite. done. Yeah, I've done yeah. almost no drama and stuff at all. Yeah. It's such a different world, I feel like. It It is. It is, but it's like, it's a different... I feel like comedians are better at drama than drama actors can be comedians. I feel that like, might be the case. I feel like it's harder to slip into comedy than, I mean, I think some of the greatest dramatic actors, uh, like, are com- I think Steve Carell's an amazing yeah. dramatic actor. I think, um, uh, Jim Shubot. This is what happens when I get here. Yeah. I, I can't remember. Uh, Jim Shubot, uh, Mike Funk, <laughs> uh, Carolina uh, Dietrich. Barry. Um, Barry. Oh, uh, Bill Hader. Yeah, I think he's a great dramatic yeah. actor. Yeah. I um, mean, uh, Robin Williams is a great, yeah, was I mean, great dramatic actor. Yeah. So, yeah, I've done, I've done a lot of, I've done a lot of drama. But is it, it's a different world that, from what I know from talking to people who've worked on dramas or crews who work on dramas, because the a show I worked on, the crew, all pretty much all the crew worked on that show. How to get away with murder? Or some some uh, Shonda Rhimes show. It's sure. like a drama, and they're saying how everything fucking took like, ten times longer. I feel like there's a lot more discussion, and there's a lot more. I feel like you run into some people who can be really like up their ass. And okay, and, that's and what I was things. looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, discussion is like a very very political way to say. I fucking sit there sometimes and hear people talk about, it, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ! Can, like, what are we talking about? Just wow. just go. Just go. Yeah. Like, just go. <laughs> you know, like, you don't want to step, you know, everybody's got their process. You don't yeah. want to step on people's toes, but, like, shit. I mean, some of the conversations you have, you're like, we're splitting hairs here, dude. Like, I don't care how you come through the door. Oh, wow. Like, just come. Just come through. Just just come in. Yeah. Just do what you're going to do. I'll be here for you. I don't give a shit. Just go. You know? And then sometimes there's, like, really good creative conversations right. that really lead to some interesting things and discoveries and stuff like that. But I think sometimes it can get a little... Things get slowed down for a hundred different reasons, but yeah. sometimes it's that. A lot of the crews are playing iPhone games. Exactly. Yeah. I, everyone has a backup battery. When Angry Birds drops, oh. everything slows down. God. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to be a part of something like that at some point. I'd have to – basically, I would be like, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. <laughs> uh, I'm ready to go. ready. Okay. Um, we, we got it? Okay. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if that's because maybe – I mean, it's not all comedy, but you know, I feel like comedy allows more room for improv and, and oh yeah, and room to play and stuff that maybe there don't need to be as many questions because you can kind of I don't know massage you can, it while you're you doing can it. Find, or, it's true, you can always yeah, that makes sense. It's also a thing where I mean, I don't know, I might be totally wrong, but I don't make sense. I mean, some writers would say, "How dare you say that?" Sure, what? Of course. Excuse me, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. That and also that, depends on who's. Yeah. Yeah, but I'll be like, um, "You think you?" I might do that, but I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not doing that. I used to be at ask, and now i just like, oh, I'm just never going to say this until someone makes me say it. Yeah, I kind of do that sometimes, too. Well, it's that thing. It's like it's better to ask for forgiveness and permission. Right. It's better to blow a take by saying it like this. <laughs> what? I said the line. <laughs> now, we need you to say, um, can, you walk, can you go upstairs and ask if Joni's done? 
I don't think it's dumb. Just say it. Okay, you want to just, we'll just get it. Okay. Uh, okay. It's the worst at ADR when they're like, just do it. I'm like, but you're going to use it. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to do it because then you can use it. Yeah, I've had some people tell me like, yeah, you you know, you know we are. So, I mean, yeah. what are you I do? sound like a real pain in the ass right now. But <laughs> oh, you do not. Believe me. But, um, but no, I mean, it's there's there's all the pitfalls. There's all, you know, there's ups and downs. And the craft of acting. Yeah, it's just. It's Kyle Galliner speaks with us about the craft <laughs> of acting, how to go through doors. Yeah. Walk through directly with presents, swing it open, and then close it behind you. It's like that scene in Ed Wood. Oh my god! I think about that all the fucking time. Yeah. That scene you're talking about. We should. Pre- I wonder if we, can we play that. You think? And he's got to go through here. that door. Ed. Yeah. Oh, we gotta play Edward Door. What was his name? His his henchman, right? His name's like. Um, yeah. Uh, I can't it? remember, but it's Igor, right? I think it's something like that. In real life, he would have a hard time. Yeah. Or whatever it is. That's yeah. it. Stuck in door. Here it is. We'll just listen to this. Here's what, here's what happens. Okay, he's this guy. He's he's bald. He's like a henchman, like an Igor type. He's trying to get through the door. This is him right now, struggling. He hits his shoulder on the door hard. And cut. Perfect. It shakes the entire flat. Yeah. This is a, not a house. It's a it's a flat. Let's move on. Don't you want to do another take, Ed? Looks like Big Baldy had a little trouble getting through the door. <laughs> No, it's fine. It's real. It's real. You know, in actuality, Lobo would have to struggle with that problem every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's basically, it's the, it's the wrong answer to, the, it's the right answer to the wrong question. It's so good. God, it's like, how could you possibly think that, yeah. Cause I like, love, I don't know, I love like movies like that or like things that kind of show like the bizarre behind the scene, like the acting class scenes in Barry. I haven't seen it yet. I need Holy to watch it. crap. Yeah. The acting class, they're they're heightened th- for sure. I think some of that is I'm a little scared to watch it because it's so probably a little so real that some, like I didn't remember some of those acting classes I've taken. Even recently, you're with people. It's just like it's a painful to be in this situation where you're with someone who just like oh man, how am I having to having to watch this? Like just the the the. What do you call it? Like the mentality, the different mentalities of people who are yeah. learning to act. It's like a- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a whole it's a whole smashing together of different personalities and vibes. Yeah, and, and yeah. Sometimes it just hurts because it's so. Like I've seen people who. Uh, this one guy I worked with recently, he just wouldn't stop. Um, he always wore the same fake glasses every character. Oh no! <clears throat> the same black shirt, I'm like. What is this like? Oh, cool. You're, is this your acting shirt? <laughs> right. I mean, but like the flip side of it is like I've been in class where like you watch a guy start and he's really, really rough. And then in a year, yeah. you're like, this dude put the work in and he's really good now. Like it's cool right. to watch like the other side of that too, like the journey and the growth. That's and, true. You know, this is a different he shed his He say. shed his black t shirt and, and yeah. fake reading glasses. Yeah. How did you get into acting? Uh, pure dumb luck, man. My, um, my older sister was a dancer and, um, really like took it seriously. Like she ended up dancing like for the Russian ballet in Philadelphia kind of Holy stuff. Shit. Like she really, so she wasn't a joke dancer. No, no, no. She was like, <laughs> this is what she's going to do. But one year she went to a performance arts camp in, I think it was Pennsylvania. It's called Interlochen. It's on the East coast. We're from mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. Um, and you have to do like a theater production. And so she got a little bit of like an acting bug. And this person who was from our area was like, hey, I know somebody in Philadelphia. You can go check them out. They could maybe help your daughter get started in acting. And I just followed her to the audition. 
and uh, they had me read like a commercial or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, and they're like, "Cool, do you want to do this?" And I was like, "I guess I don't I don't really know what this is." Uh, I was like fourteen. Um, that's pretty. That's a, not <clears throat> that young. So you kind of yeah, like, I wasn't like doing it at like six yeah. or anything like that. But uh, so they sent me out on my first audition to New York. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. You know, they asked me to slate my to slate, and I was like, yeah. I don't know what that means. It's just say your name, your yeah. height, whatever. Uh, what is it, your height, by the way? Five eight. <laughs> okay, uh, listeners, this is live to tape. Johnny Permito, my guest is uh, Kyle Gowner, who's five eight. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then it turned out that the place I was reading at happened to be an agency. Okay. And they liked me, and they were like, "Do you want to be represented?" And me and my mom, my mom was with me at the time, and we're like, "I guess, the, 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 I don't know, sure." Um, and then from there, it just kind of I started getting auditions, and then I started, <clears throat> you know, working a little bit, and then I went out to for pilot season to California and it was just like How a old were you slow when burn that? when I did what? When you went to pilot season in California? Uh, first one was probably like 15. Wow, man. So what did and your parents think about that then? They, my parents are cool, man. My parents, I was really, really lucky where like my parents always supported us in what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like if I wanted to be like, if I was like, hey, I want to be a, f- I want to, f- I want to, sword fight or whatever yeah. they would be like okay let's find classes i guess i took a fencing class um, so i actually know what you mean yeah yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure talk about dorks <laughs> <laughs> i mean talk about some of the sweatiest dorks in america are people who are into fencing those people are fucking geeks beyond any salvation and then they go to the yeah. extreme have you seen like the medieval fighting stuff it's, it's, it's all just the same yeah, it's, yeah. The same it's, people. It's, it's those people it's those people with um with like you know Claim, something yeah, like, like dressed up yeah like legitimize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, your parents were supportive. Sorry, yeah, no, they, 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 no, it's good. Mention, were... I had to mention I, I took fencing class. <laughs> I loved it, but I actually I cut my my finger here, this hand on a uh, Swiss Army knife, and so I wasn't able to you know to stab that effectively. So I right. kind of suffered. Exactly. But I will say stuff, yeah. you get sweaty in fencing. I'm sure you get heat up real fast. Those are tight outfits. Those white. What's well, that? It's like like boxing, right? Remember, you ever you ever boxed? Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy how quickly you're like, holy shit, I'm gassed. Yeah, you're dripping. Yes. Yeah, but they, they were super supportive. and mm-hmm. um, But not stage and, parents, though. No, they no, no. Like no. They were like, look, as long Kyle, as you want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but Kyle, they, you're going to get in there. You kick that little fucker's ass. <laughs> Tripping down the stairs. <laughs> Fucking Tanya Harding, the kid. Yes. But, um, but they, uh, you know, they were... I remember one time I was, like, not feeling good, and I kind of was like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. And there was my mom kind of pushed and was like, look, dude, just think just about it. it. Just relax. Yeah. Like, you know, this is what you're good at. See, you know, see how you feel. You don't, you know, if you really want to quit, we support, you know, you wanting to stop, but also we're here if you want to keep going. Mm-hmm. So they've always kind of been very supportive and had my back, and um, they've always pushed for me, you know, to be able to do this. And and so I really wouldn't be able to I I really wouldn't have been able to do it without their support and their their help. That's cool. Yeah, a lot of people have the opposite story, right? A lot of people are like Yeah, I know. It's it's I'm I'm really really I'm really lucky. Like I had I had one less hurdle mm-hmm. to overcome, you know. Yeah, it's weird how it, it kind of goes both ways. Like if you have really supportive parents and you have parents who are shitty and not there, in a way, they both set you up for the same problem. Not the same problem, but like a different problem. I feel like if your parents are really supportive, you don't have to – There's like it's less of a struggle sometimes. like I think there's certain people I know who 
who like I'm reading this book by this guy David Goggins. You know this guy? He's like this ultra marathon runner, marine guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Super intense, like yeah. the most intense <clears throat> motherfucker of all time. Like, like, dude, you need to like Relax. chill, yeah. please, <laughs> just chill for a second. Yeah. Like, what do you think about comedy? Like, comedy does not work, <laughs> kind of thing. Right. Comedy's like pain entering the body. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or like, what is it called? Weakness entering the body. We, yeah. But this guy talks about how like, you know, everyone has different shit them. they've they've been de- dealt with in their life. Like right. your cards, so to speak. Right. He's like, oh, sometimes your bad, your bad hand you've been dealt is not like adversity in the sense of, oh, I had a leukemia and my dad abused me and I got fucking shot at by my parents why i was dry right. like stuff like that yeah it's the opposite where you got so coddled that you you don't you never had to learn how to um right how to do certain things and it's weird how like yeah yeah i mean it can it's it's um yeah i'm not saying that about you i'm just I'm no no no. i know i know exa- what you mean it's like, like I, I feel like some yeah i mean if you're given too much sometimes you you feel like you can sit back on your heels yeah or, or whatever but like you know i my parents supported me in that way it it became like almost an obsession where like because I was able to do it that's like all I did I like oh, all cool. I did was watch movies all I did was go to class all really? I did was yeah do you remember like the first couple of movies you watched you're like oh man this is like yeah this is it what was it Anything? um my mom had me watch uh basketball diaries and this boy this boy your mom life. yeah dude that's a fucking crazy movie you had your mom watch yeah, yeah, yeah. basketball diaries even to this day is like Ooh, that's that's uh, that's heavy. But it was one of those things where my mom was like, "See how young he is? You can be that good and that young." Wow. And so, I was like, "Whoa!" And it kind of blew my mind because it was the first time I saw a kid like my age that good. Yeah, because who was it? it was Leonardo? Was, they were both DiCaprio um, as the leads, and then Basketball Diaries had like Mark Wahlberg in it. And yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember that. I remember like one day staying up super late by myself, like watching like Papillon, like weirdly oh, wow. like randomly like that i've heard like cool. shawshank redemption yeah my or we had like because it was the east coast so we had basement papillion you're yeah. watching papillion kyle <laughs> yeah but we had a basement that's all i do i would watch i would watch movies and stuff yeah. and then you know i moved out to la and i i just started taking classes and hitting it really hard and i got lucky where i started working but you know it got to a point where like i you needed to continue in class and you yeah know, the, it it basically just kind of became like my like my hyper focus it's like all That's all it cool. was yeah i get you know my my i guess my struggles were like the shit that i put on myself you know i was always kind of like a wild child and a wild child i can do a lot like, of things yeah no i mean it was like i was always like a drinker and i always yeah. was like out to get in trouble and it, you know it was so i yeah like my parents didn't fuck me up it was like i fucked myself <laughs> right <laughs> yeah because you so. were just like, used to party a lot but how old were you when you moved to la I moved to L.A. Uh, right before I turned 18. Were you by yourself? No. My mom, again, my mom also knew that I was like a head case kind of. So yeah. she was like, you can't you can't go out there by yourself. So she's like, I'm going to come with you. Wow. So you guys lived together? Yeah. For how long? Um, for a little while. I mean, I, I actually didn't get my own place, move out, move out until I was 20 because I was working so much I was never home. Wow. So I would be like in Canada or in, Dang. you know, another, you know, state or right? whatever. So I just saved up money. Um, That's cool. Yeah. It was, it's, I've, I've been, I've been really, really fortunate with the way a lot of, you know, a lot of things played out. It played out good. Yeah. I mean, it's still, you know. It never ends. It's like the never-ending hustle. Yeah, so. it, is, it is funny how it's like a, I was just thinking about that today. 
I always have, like, whenever I remember something or if I listen to a podcast or anything I, I'm listening to, especially like a thing where someone's speaking, when I think about a certain thing I learned, I always attach it to what I was doing at the time because I'm usually sure. always doing something when I'm listening to something. Sure. I've, unless I'm, like, just actually having a good time, like listening to music. Right. But... um I remember putting my fucking t- my towel. I was in the shower, putting a towel on the rack, and thinking about like, like okay, you know, I've been doing this for a while. I've had some success. I'm thinking about like, okay, my dad has uh, he's he's a professional, right? And he is a successful professional. But the difference is, is that he has a job, and his job is always going to be there. Yeah, my dad too. Unless he same. fucks up like majorly. Right, I'm the same way. And I just forget, like, oh, wait, I, I can have, like, an extreme amount of success one year, but really, And then two you know, years of fucking nothing, and then yeah, it's like, Jesus It's so Christ. crazy. Like, what a fucking, um, I don't know. In a weird way, it's kind of like a primitive way to live. It's, you can never rest. You yeah. know, you can never, you can never, like, sit back. You can never, because there's always, like, somebody nipping at your heels. There's always. But it's also, you don't really want to, right? I mean, no. That's the thing. I, it's I, like, for me, I'm like a fucking workhorse. Like, I go crazy. Yeah. Like, I just got done a show. I was in Albuquerque for five <clears throat> like by the end of the show it was like a five and a half month shoot. Can you talk about it? Sure. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> actually, Kyle, can you say um, I can't talk about it? I can't talk. Can you talk about it? I can't talk. About okay. It. There's actually some stuff about it I can't talk about. Though. <laughs> okay. Um, what is it? Uh, it's called interrogation. What uh, is uh, it? Uh, <laughs> Ironic. But it's uh, it's a uh, like a true crime based off of a true crime. The tr- I can't talk about the true crime. The, the what crime it is? It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's based off of, uh, a, a, a crime that happened and it's, um, it's me, uh, Peter Sarsgaard, um, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, David Strait there and, and, uh, Cody Smith McPhee. Dude, that's like, a fucking powerhouse right there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I play. David Straithorn, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. So I play like from 17 to 44. You do? Are yeah. you playing a bad guy or a good guy? I am the guy the show's about. So it was, um, but like, so I think it was mean, like, it was like 111 work days. I probably worked like in the eighties of those. And I, I took like a week off and I'm already like, dude, what the fuck's going on? Where, where yeah, is it is weird how that fucking, I was just talking to, to my, my wife. <laughs> I feel like I have to scream wife now when I say it because it just feels to say it casually. I don't like saying it casually. Yeah. So I was talking to my wife and I was telling her how I realized it doesn't take long to recuperate. You can, like, nah. bust your ass, mm. and if you just take... You can bust your ass fucking hard. Yeah. And after about two to three days of, like, rest, which is basically just sleeping a normal amount and not having to, like, think super hardcore. Yeah. You feel... That's all you need. Yeah. You recover so fast. It's crazy. Yeah, and then it's like, I have two kids, and, you know, I got, like, dogs and shit i got like right. st- that it's like i have to keep we have to keep going to keep the compound survive. running you know what i mean yeah that it's like right. you're always like on this heightened you know go 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 kind of kind of thing so, yeah it's I'm, I'm a fucking head case after like two weeks my wife's like ready to kill me oh because you want <laughs> my to- wife his wife <laughs> his wife not my wife <laughs> yeah she's ready to kill me because i like start spinning I just go crazy. What kind of crazy do you do? I just, I, I get like really antsy. I just like walk around the house and like pick shit up. You get like, like irritable too? I can get there, yeah. So I get sometimes, fucking so irritable. Sometimes I can get, I can get, if it, there's like certain levels of it. If I hit a certain point, yeah, I'm like everything just like. 
But what do you do? Because you can't. You have no control. What would you do? Let's just say I go for like long walks with my dog. Like how long is long? Like ten miles? Like six miles. Oh shit! A long fucking walk. Yeah. The dog's like, okay. I get it. Okay, we get it. Uh, yeah, you you brought, need a job. You need a fucking uh, job. Did you bring dinner? I assume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I'll I'll go outside. I'll hike. I'll do all that stuff. So, but but you can't control safe. getting work. No, and that's really? the hard part. Is it's like if things aren't being written that uh-huh. you're right for, or things whatever. You know what I mean? There's only so much so you, much you can, can do. do. And even then, the odds of getting something are so. Yeah, because everything changes too. I feel like the fashion casting is like everything else it's it's trend there's some things that are you know you see a lot of something for a while because there's this one person who's popped and we like people who look and sound like that person and then that right. kind of goes away and then it kind of comes back and it's like a thing where you have to um it's almost like uh like the weather or something where yeah it's always we had a dry shifting. winter it's we had always, a wet winter yeah, it's always shifting it's always changing it's always like you know there's always and you can't do shit about it you know, and then everyone's like, make your own stuff. It's like, dude, you know how hard it is to, like, raise money? Oh, yeah. You know? Like, I would love to. It'd be cool. But even that's super, super hard. I mean, yeah, you can shoot something on your iPhone. Or you have to also, it's that thing where the second the second you do something for yourself is when someone asks you to do something for them. Right. And I, I, that's happened to me a lot where it's, uh, oh, work on this thing. And the next thing you know, I get this temptation from, oh, you can easily just come jump into our... We've got a pool. We're ready for this. <laughs> we just want to watch you swim. Right. It's like, oh, I'm actually, I just started digging my own pool. Ooh, it's a lot of work, actually. Right. Should we want to take some time off of digging <laughs> our own pool to come sw- sw- swim for us? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's 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 cool. I, you know, I, I'm i also, the thing, too, like with the whole, like, make your own stuff, I, I'm not like a writer. You yeah. know, I'm not like a See, director. I, I, like, this is my... This how is, do you know that though? How, well, how did I you just, come up? I just, how did you realize that? I have buddies that I know are better. Cause that's what Mel, Rod, Mel Rodriguez said the same. You know Mel Rodriguez, the actor. You probably know of him. Like, but he did the podcast uh, last week or something. I was talking to him at some event thing we're at, and he was just asking me what what I'm up to and stuff. And I was asking him. And I was telling him I've been writing this thing, and he's like, "Oh, you do that?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm not really a writer." I never heard someone say that. Just say like, yeah. Because to me, it's this thing where you can't say that. <laughs> what do you mean you can't say that? It's like saying, uh, like, I don't know. It, it's to yeah, me, I could it, try, it, you know, you could always try. You could always yeah. give it a shot. But like. Well, I think it's really a confident thing to say. To say, to be like, yeah, that's just not something. I don't know. I know it's not my that. strongest right. suit. You know, like if I were to sit down with a buddy and and come up with ideas, we could do that. But then I would be like, "All right, but you got to write this." Like, You're right. I I don't have that thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy. I, I, I find it really uh, not cra- it's just I find it very interesting. I've never heard that before because I think in the comedy realm, people are so people are so dead set on. Well, I mean, doing so to, many things, right? That, but also, I mean, you have to write your own material and stuff, right? You got to do, it yeah, your, yeah. And that's, I mean, the idea of not doing that is kind of. I remember someone asked me early on in comedy, like, "Do you write your own stuff?" And I, I was so confused by that question. Like, what do you mean? How could I? How could you not? Like, what? What? What world is right. there? Someone doesn't. It's like saying, "Oh, do you, do you speak with your own voice?" Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, how could I? Doesn't make any sense to me, and then I learned, oh, this is a thing. It's not that weird, actually. I guess hmm. at least 
back in the day. Nowadays, I feel like that's a thing. No one, unless you're fam- super famous, you'd have someone help you write stuff because you can't generate as much as you need to. But yeah, I mean, maybe one day, like if I have a specific idea that really yeah. hits, that I'm like, I need to take a shot at this. But I don't know. That's cool. Though. I think it's so interesting. That's why I think that uh, I don't know because people who are nuts and bolts actors, it's interesting to me because it's they have you're telling so much with just it's like if it's not the words it's it's just you're like a you're a vessel sure like this yeah. crazy like finely tuned vessel that's it's also one of those things that it's like this is also maybe it's just this time period in my life but like this is also just the thing that i really love yeah like doing that doing the acting thing is is that's what's what gets me like excited that's what makes me you know that's what drives me more than like like I think about writing something and it's like it could be cool but for me specifically it's not like what gets me super charged up yeah. or things like that. I don't know. It's like you just love you love playing a character, right? Like you Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like that character you played in Jennifer's Body that was so yeah. fucking cool, man. Yeah, he was fun. That was such a weird character. I've never seen any of the characters like that before. Well, it was bizarre too because I had read for um the lead guy Johnny Simmons role. Okay. And so they liked me so they offered me Colin which is the role you play? Which is the role I played, the yeah. goth kid. Um, <clears throat> and they just kind of let me go. They like brought me into wardrobe, brought me to stuff, and I was like, so I like this, I like this, I like this. This is the idea of my. So the day I showed up on set was the day anybody saw me do it. Wow. So nobody knew what I was going to do. So it was as nerve wracking for me because it was like, this is all I got. If they don't like this, I don't know what to do. Um, so I hope this works. I it remember worked so well. It was like I've never seen a character who was. It was a weird blend of kind of like a. I don't know how to describe it. He was he was like an alternative character, but he wasn't like a dork. He's like a right. He's a kind of a player, but he's a goth yeah, uh, emo kid. There was some weird. There was some weird stuff. Johnny um, Johnny was cool. He stayed up with me like all night the night before trying to find it, trying to figure wow. it out, and he played with me for like six hours just doing the scenes and. Um, how did you find it? Was there like a, what's your inroad with finding a, is, I know some people have like a sound or like a, a, a stance or a different thing. Yeah, like that, it really know? depends. I mean, there's, there's, there's all different kinds of stuff. Sometimes it's like, sometimes just putting on some clothes will change the way you move yeah. or like even like heavy boots change the way you walk or like finding the right kind of music will give you a rhythm to the way maybe he speaks or the way he moves or the way he walks or or things like that. So it really depends. That was just like, let's just beat this over the head and try a hundred different yeah. things. Um was there an example that you can think of that where music played a played a, a role in finding a, a character? Me and music have like a weird relationship in terms of like I'm like the king of I have a lot of music, but it's like I have one song by that guy and one song by that guy. Right. Because I know you're nervous about this. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, but I have I have like but it's 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 almost like I use music but I'll use like eight seconds of a song. Okay. Where it's like I agree with you on this. I've actually never heard another person in my life ever say this, because there's certain songs I feel exactly the same way about. Where there's eight seconds of a song that is it's a masterpiece, or like all I need is that because it paints the picture that I need for this right. moment. So like there's this one, there's this one song. It's it's like an old you know it's an older like it was like in high school. It's from there's this band called Finch, which was like kind of I'm looking it up right now. Um and. What's the song? What they have is actually they changed the intro. I had the old intro. They it's don't have it anymore. But 
it used to be this violin intro, and it was mm-hmm. this really pretty violin, and then he would kick in with the really gnarly, like, screaming part, and the story I would play in my head at the time when I was using it was like, it was something where, like, I, I think it was like my family got murdered or whatever, and over the violin, I would visualize my house and everybody in their bedrooms, and then I would go into each room, and then... No one would be in it. 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 And then he'd scream and it would just like, and it was like, that was what I needed to get me to that place for that moment. So like I have stuff that reminds me of things or or can put me in a certain place or, you know, like you said, like you were hanging up the towel. Right. You know what I mean? Like I can have a song that'll spark something, a moment like that or. Like a visceral reaction. Right. Or it'll paint a kind of picture where I'll be able to see something or I don't know like it instills like a certain feeling like I have certain songs that'll like get me really like riled up in different ways and is there a way to hear this Finch song that you're talking about the intro is, I it, mean, bar- is it gone forever no because uh, I've got Spotify I've got YouTube I've got the, let know, me, the whole let me see I just gotta hear a freaking <laughs> example uh, it's What It Is to Burn by Finch. Is it this one that's got a lot of plays? This is new version, so we don't want that one. I don't know where the old Let's version see. is. see. What It Is it to Burn. It still has kind of a... It's not Ooh. as it's not as pretty a musical intro, but it still has it. Maybe... What It Is to Burn. I found it. This is it, right? This is the original? Hold on a second. Is this it or no? Yeah, this is it? Yeah, so it would be this, I would like look in the room and then people would start to disappear, they'd start to disappear and then this would kick in and it would just hit me where I needed to hit. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, and it would just, for, you know, like things, things like that. Or it could be something like a really happy song. You know, it doesn't have to be something right. screaming. It yeah. could be, you know, sometimes thinking of something super happy and then imagining it being gone it can be just as depressing or like Do you just remember which you just as happy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember which role it was that you thought no, about that? That was no, so, so long ago. I used to listen to a lot of stuff. I mean, I still do listen to music while I'm running, but I used to listen to a lot more. There was this, this there's a song with this guy, Cerismo. You know this guy, Cerismo? Mm. It's an electronic musician. I used to listen to this song all the time. There's a part of it that makes me think about, like, this is, like, so emotional. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but this song right here makes me think I'm with, like, one of my best friends. We're in a rocket ship, yeah. but it's, like, not like a... I can see it. Yeah, but it, it feels lock, right. We're locked in, yeah. and this is us getting blasted off the Earth, but it's like we're leaving Earth forever. It's right. a thing where, like, we're going on this thing where we'll never come back because of the way the time works... We'll never be able to see anyone again. So it's almost like, like an escape pod of sorts. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, something about this song makes me think about that. Dude, but I can hear it. Like, it makes sense. Like, that makes, I don't know, that makes sense to me. It totally you, does, yeah. Yeah, but I've always been, I don't know. That's that's like, Nights Off by Cerismo from uh, his album Mosaic from 2011. This is a music review podcast. Yeah. How would you review that song just now? How many, um... You can pick any type of adjective you'd like to as- to ascribe it to. Like previous episodes, have featured slaps. Um, you can pick a, a, a crunch, maybe a, a, a any sort of d- descriptor. I'm not hip with the, uh, oh, this with is the you, baby. This is you. 
There's, this is not what kids say. This is what you say. You pick a word. I don't know. You could say hats. I can get down with that song. How many hats would you give it? You I can do it, increments of point five too. Give it four out of five hats. Four to five? It's six, actually. I told you that. It's <laughs> fucking six, goddammit. It's fucking six. So you give it four hats? Six hats. Well, I'd give it four hats, but I'd give it like six sneakers. Okay. So you're really throwing off the algorithm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, four hats. Maybe there's a conversion chart somewhere. How many hats would you give uh, that that uh, Finch song? <laughs> I don't know. You don't know? Four hats. Four out of five out of six? Four to four six? Four out of five out of six, yeah. Four out of five out of six? Yeah. What were you saying about the other song? Because I played that song, and I forced you to um, to review it because you know I have to keep this. Yeah, to of maintain course. This. It's got to be. Yeah. You were saying how there's another song that makes you think about. You can see that. You can see. No, same with that. I can yeah. see that story. You're t- I like I've always been. I don't know. Like things to me, like like directions don't make sense. Like if someone says go north, someone says like I can't wrap my head around. But if yeah. you're like. If you're going to go, you're going to drive past, there's that like broken down yellow Volkswagen next to the tree that has the V in it. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. So like I've always, <clears throat> I don't know. So things like being able to picture things or see things like that always just makes more sense. To yeah, me having that. a song is so much more evocative than anything else because it just it's, it tells the mood instantly because yeah. of all the. And it can set that. It can really, it can, it can instantly right. trigger anything. You know, there's or like moments in your life, like you were talking about. I was, I was listening to, uh, <clears throat> I was on shuffle and I was listening to. Um, there's this one song and it was Carlos Santana. My uh, "Keeping Your Heart" by uh, Warren uh, Zevon Z E V O N. Warren Zevon. Zevon, yeah. And that I guy was can listening. Write a fucking I, song, man. But I was listening to that as my parents called me to tell me they had to put my family dog down. Jesus Christ, Kyle! Where you're like, Jesus, this is the most depressing thing. But it'll forever like Fuck be like. Fuck you! Oh my <laughs> god, this is like the most. It was the worst the, fucking timing though. But it's like holy that shit, forever, that song with that information. Yeah, dude, that'll forever be here. like triggered in my in my life. Hey, everyone, uh, fucking like start crying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. Ooh, we're not even gonna play that. No, I. I know. I feel like I'm really bringing this. Let's shit listen down. to something. What's like? I'm what's the opposite? This, I'm bringing this down. What's like the boner killer? Let's listen to some fucking Pantera or something. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Woo, that's that's gonna, crazy. I'm not a dark. I'm not a dark person. No, I swear to person. God. <laughs> but you are kind of a dark person in the sense sure. where you like you're probably more in touch with your emotions than your average Joe. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I think it's important to be in touch with your dark side. Yeah, you know, and I I think you know I I. Again, like I growing up, I did a lot of shit where I like messed myself. Like I, I had a very, very dark side for like a long time, Ooh. and um, you know. But I think to ignore that only leads to trouble. I think yeah, because you're tamping something down. And it's like what? It's a part of you. You know what I mean? It's, right. it's to say it doesn't exist is like you're just you're lying to yourself. You know? Yeah, I think uh, definitely with music. If you when you listen to stuff like that, that it is dark. Or sad, it definitely has the effect of exercising it in a way yeah. that is uh, is it's good, and as opposed to being yeah. And I think that's yeah. you know it's a weird thing. Like you know, I think it's 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 just and nowadays too more than ever, I think people need to just embrace the fact that there's all these things going on because it's like 
you know, with my kids and stuff, there's this part of me that gets nervous where it's like you see social media, you see everything where it's like everybody gives this illusion of this great life. And it's oh, like, yeah. well, you're only seeing the greatest hits. Like it's to terrible. think that people aren't sad or to think that people don't have problems or whatever, it, right. it gives these people, like kids, like this complex, man. Are your kids social media age? <clears throat> no, not yet. They're six and four. So that must be, must be nice not to have to think about that yet. Yeah, not yet, but, you it's know. It's coming down the trail. Yeah, that's that's really scary to me. I think it's uh, – I, I have a lot of friends who are parents, and to me, like, the idea of having to deal with that stuff is just – It's weird because it's like it's not shit we had to deal with. No, I even think about the shit that I had to deal with. I'm like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> just remembering Ice seventh dis- grade. Ice just disappeared to the, into the woods. You did? Yeah. With what my you With do? my buddy and my – we would, like, light shit on fire or, like, try to push trees down or, wow. like, weird stuff. Yeah, I eat – you know, impress girls by eating minnows out of the fucking... Oh, my God. Just, like, the dumb <laughs> shit. But <clears throat> it's just stupid. But it was like I would come home and my mom would yell and go, dinner. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, all right, see ya. But I would just disappear. Like, I feel like, at least out here and stuff, you can't just let your kid go. Yeah. You know? Well, you live a little boys outside there, so they could probably let him go. But <laughs> Might find uh, a snake. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. It's just, it is. It's a different, it's different. They're going to have different problems than uh-huh. we than we ever had. You're the first person I think I know who mentioned, um, I think the first person outside of like people I've known for a long time, like close friends, who mentioned taking ayahuasca. And you mentioned that, I think we were sitting at having having lunch or dinner oh, yeah. on set. Yeah. And you mentioned that. I was like, holy shit, that's, I've never I don't know anything about that. I've known yeah. some people who've talked about it. They don't never, I've never known someone who's done it who wasn't um, who I would consider to be like a psychonaut, like someone sure. Because I've done a ton of psychedelic drugs, and yeah. I've you know grown all this stuff. I have a lot of friends who've been really deep in that whole world of psychedelia. But yeah. you were never like a you no. were in that world so much. No, no, I was you know just basically going back to the you know I had a I I started drinking at like fourteen mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> always kind of did it, always kind of partied, whatever. <clears throat> Sorry. I never did drugs. I had like heart stuff as a kid, so I justified not doing drugs yeah. by drinking, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's safer that way. Yeah, exactly. Just In my it mind, it was. But then there was like a, a, a period of like three years where it was really, really just heavy, heavy, heavy. And then I got like a super bad breakup and it got really, really heavy. You this know, is all the, still high school age? No, this was like in my 20s. 20s, okay. So, but to the point where it was like, I couldn't keep my hands still. Jeez. But that wasn't even like withdrawal as much as I think there was like neurological stuff. My heart rate would like, I'd be sitting on the couch and it would be like I was sprinting. Jesus. Like I was just, I was literally just killing myself. Um, and Anxiety? I didn't, was that what? No, like I was seven day a week blackout drunk. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was, it was bad. I mean, I could drink like, I would drink like, anywhere between like five and seven tall poured super super heavy drinks followed by a shot with each one Mm. and then go home and still just turn it on until like 10 a.m and like while you're working or when you're no and this was like i was going through like a really bad like dry patch i was super depressed my ex had like really screwed me over that that put me into like a really bad place at the time and it was just like this perfect storm and um i i was just just going crazy and and like and i had been drinking a lot before that and you know i always kind of drank and 
Um, but this was different. It was more. This is just destructive. This yeah. was like I would sleep till eight p.m. Have the first and only meal of the day at the bar. Were you by yourself at this point? Yeah. So you're living alone. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you really didn't have to be accountable for anyone. Or I anything. would just hide. Yeah. yeah. And um, and it got to the point where I was like, dude, I'm gonna die. Like I right. don't know. I don't know what to do, and I'm having a hard time stopping. And I know, you know, it's it is. It's that like. You know, some people are like, oh, you went and found yourself or whatever. But it it's like, yeah, this is I didn't know what to do. And my cousin was like, we can go try this. Mm-hmm. And he took me to Joshua Tree to this woman who brews her own ayahuasca. She has her own little compound. Mm-hmm. She's like trained. She did the whole thing. And uh, I had a really, really like profound, heavy um, trip. And I've never done any psychedelics that never must done be anything. scary then because i know that's it was horrifying yeah i mean it was Especially it if was you've never done any psychedelics yeah i mean it was beautiful but it was also super horrifying it was really painful it was um it basically took everything i was like if you were to have it as like a film strip or something like from the moment i walked into that tent to the moment i left it was like you took scissors cut it and everything before that didn't exist anymore wow or it didn't exist in terms of like um, because it's obviously you could remember it, but I yeah, mean, but it was exist. just like it was like we're gonna take everything that you were and get rid of it. All the stuff you're holding on to, to the point where I was like, I was scared of everything, going outside, doing anything. I mean, I was like, I was like a newborn baby. Wow. I was having like reality issues. I didn't know what was real, what wasn't. Mm-hmm. I was like questioning existence, <laughs> like just this whole for how long crazy afterwards? crisis. You know, honestly, my timeline immediately afterwards is messed up because my dreaming was so vivid that I would confuse my sleep time for awake. Wow. And I just didn't know what was what or when was when. Sounds like you're a shaman. Yeah. And then um, and then it all kind of came together. But, like, it wasn't this fix-all. It wasn't like, hey, I don't drink anymore. Yeah. But it was – it gave me these tools to stop. It gave me the tools to refocus, to kind of have a, a fresh start. And essentially the trip was, like – like the overall theme of the trip was like, we're going to show you how hard it was for you to even be here and you're killing yourself. Right. You know, um, I mean, it was literally like, we're going to take you from now all the way back to the beginning of everything, like second by second. And then we're going to take you forward and you're going to do it again. Wow. And then it was like stuff where, you know, I realized I was inside my mom's stomach and I was hearing her voice and I was like in gestation. And I mean, it was really, really intense. And, um, but it changed everything. You know, it allowed me to figure my shit out and kind of save my life. And at that time, Tara, who's now my wife, um, she, she had like come in, told me to go fuck myself and never wanted to see me again. I was like a horrible person. And she was like ready to go to, Texas mm-hmm. and like never see her again and then after the trip a little while after we were talking and stuff and she wasn't leaving yet and you know she was like I'm 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 pregnant I was like holy crap and I was like okay well let's figure this out and we decided like let's do it you know so I basically like shook it out on the couch for most of the pregnancy and um then you mean like we, withdrawals you mean yeah oh yeah wow. yeah like to the point where i would sleep and i'd wake up and i'd like move my ankles and toes and fingers and everything would just crack wow because it was so and i would just just sweat jesus man that's um, heavy duty yeah and then right before our first son was born i woke up one day and was like wow i feel better and um 
and yeah, so sh- her mixed with you know the trip and and my first son being born, it just kind of saved. It kind of saved me. You know, I, I I don't do meetings. I don't do any of that. I I um. I just I just go forward. Yeah, you know it, it's it's like my kid. And now I have two kids, but it's like that's enough for me to not want to fuck up. Yeah, you that's because it makes things. Uh, some someone was telling me that it just makes. I think it was, I can't remember if it was Brad Breaker. He was said like, "Oh, having a kid just made me take stuff." I don't know if he said take it more seriously. It just made him. Uh, well, you do, and in a weird way, like your yeah. life isn't yours anymore. You know, you're right. living for your kids. So if you fuck up, you fuck them up. Right, yeah. You know, and you want to be there for them. Like, and that's the thing. is like I wanted to be there for them. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be focused. I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be able to really be there and raise my kids and be present. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so that every day keeps me from being like, just don't. I mean, I'm at the point now where like, I don't care. I can go out to a bar. I can hang out. I can whatever. Like, I quit smoking. I quit drinking. It's been almost seven years. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah. So it's like it doesn't bother me anymore. I don't miss it. And I sometimes think back on it where I'm like, I used to be so out of control. I can't imagine being that out of control again. Like, so out of control in my body, so out of control. I mean, it was was literally just like, okay, who am I going to have sex with? Who? How much can I drink? How can I do this where are we going I don't care let's just fucking so for you back then was it sort of a thing where it was you're basically just filling space it was like a stick of dynamite burning at both ends it was like work 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 party 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 yeah it was like yeah it was it was filling that downtime you know was yeah. filling filling that stuff up because a lot of people say that too about about alcohol or I guess any drug use a lot, it's just, there's people who have severe problems because they've been abused and they're trying to blot out sure. bad memories people have like stuff like that there's also a lot of like you know some of the the most successful alcoholics <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so that in quotes people who they didn't have anything they're not fighting against anything and that's right. kind of what makes it even worse there's no reason is there's no reason you're to do like, it you're just like you're just constantly doing it raging you can. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you're like Which, this is fun for a while it was for a while it was like super fun <laughs> yeah that's you know? to me that's actually seems like it's got to be a lot harder cuz if you're dealing with trauma so you can you can focus on that trauma oh sure. i had this happen to me this is why i'm trying not to think about it so i'm trying to make my brain so yeah. encumbered that I have to think about it but it's if you don't have anything that's really like oh this is an event then it really forces you to examine yourself yeah I mean yeah I mean I think it was a mixture of like stress and, and yeah. you know I, I, didn't, I don't know it was probably just a little bit of a combination of things well, so how do you take the edge off now I, dude I can't even smoke weed it makes me fucking too paranoid I don't dude, know I, I think I can't smoke weed anymore either it makes me feel I'm like the Sears truck's gonna pull up and oh. take me away and you know I start like losing losing my mind I get. I don't get so much paranoid as I get like uh, tired in a way that is not good. I get tired. Like I'm awake, but I'm exhausted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. What is it? What's going on? It's both. Yeah. I don't know. I like I said. It's like I'll just go for like long walks now, <laughs> like yeah. old grandpa walks, like big long walks. Yeah. You gotta. I. I don't know. I, I'm just trying to figure out a way to take the edge off. I guess without wine, but. Yeah. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Have that maybe much. that's why I'm just always on edge because I have no way to. Take maybe it. that's it. Yeah, because I have no way to take it off. It is nice to have to take the edge off, but also at the same time, anytime I have had a quote unquote edge, which really just means <laughs> I've, I've worked a bunch and I'm tired, yeah. and I want to. The only time I've ever, I feel like, effectively used alcohol and drugs 
in a way that like, oh, this is how it was designed for. Right. As I was working on this show, I was traveling a lot for like 10 days at a time, all over the fucking place to be home for a few days. Yeah. And the, during those days when I come home, I would just drink like really strong ale, <laughs> smoke some train wreck ultra, <laughs> listen to black metal in the darkness. And Dude. It was the stuff, it was the thing where it would like make my, it would slow my brain down. Yeah. Because I've been going so fast. It's yeah. like, I just needed someone to, to manually apply the brakes here. Right. So I can kind of like drool. <laughs> like I yeah. need someone to be like, I'm gonna spend, uh, I can't even get up. Yeah. Because if I can get up, I'm going to do a bunch of shit because I'm in like this mode of yeah. do, 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 do. I'll usually like, if I'm by myself, like um, for a long enough period of time at work and like I, I bring some stuff with, like I'll play video games or right. something to just shut off or just mellow out. What about sweets? Sweets? Do you eat candy? No, I don't actually. Really? Not really. A lot, of people, a lot of people are into candy out there. A lot of people there. like candy, yeah. Uh, a lot of people love candy. Uh, it's something we're talking about here. I'm just, we need to check in with our, with our sponsor real quick. Okay. We're just going to talk about candy real quick. So could you talk about a few different types of candy that you've had before? That I've had? Yeah. I've had licorice. Licorice. Oh, what, you have a brand name? I've had. Australian licorice? Uh, that's big down there. I don't know if you know is that. I just don't. What's the other one? Red Vines is American. Twizzlers. Twizzlers is one. Twizzlers. I grew up on Twizzlers. See me too, but you know I was what's a better Twizzler though? Kid. It's Red Vines. Uh, you know, you're still a Twizzler guy. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. See, I Shut made this. I made this. Make the switch to Red Vines today. Red Vines. <laughs> they work better as straws. A more of a raspberry flavor, less of a saccharin cherry shit flavor. Red Vines. <laughs> Also, you've got, um, they're more available at movie theaters. Yeah, I think they are because of a straw. Have you ever used a Twizzler or a Red Vine as a straw? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. That'd be cool if you haven't. It'd be cool if you were like, what yeah. the fuck are you talking about? And I go home and it just my life has changed. Is there anything you've, like, I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. I'm just uh, in this weird <laughs> form of, like, questions. Okay, have you ever, um, <laughs> you ever uh, learned something that, uh, you didn't know, you, you couldn't believe you didn't know? <laughs> Hi, welcome to this uh, section of uh, Have you ever known something that you didn't know you could learn? Uh, have you ever had Mexican food? Have I ever had Mexican food? Yes. yes. How about authentic Mexican food? Uh, like in Mexico? Well, yeah, that's a good example. Yeah, I have. What was it like? It's delicious. Was it crazy? It was amazing. He was down there in Chihuahua <laughs> with his mates. Have you ever played a British guy? No. You haven't? I don't think... I don't think they're too keen on Americans playing Brits. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, need to, we need to turn that tide. There's a problem we have right now. <laughs> this is considered the most emotional music ever. That's what this is described as. This makes me think about taking a big old dump. <laughs> you ever taken a dump off a cliff? <laughs> you ever been able to take a dump off a cliff? No. Have you ever th- thrown any feces before? Like a dog? You thrown a dog shit? Yeah. Okay. Where did you throw it? I don't. In the garden. In the garden or? In a garden. Oh, someone else's garden. I don't know. <laughs> I used to throw it over a fence. Yeah. Yeah. Not to the neighbors, but over a fence. Just, just a dog shit. Just a pile of dog pile shit on of the dog other side. Shit. Of, just cooking in the summer heat. Yeah, I think I used to throw it on the roof of our. Uh, this is a studio by our old place. This <laughs> would be an, a very wealthy Shovel sculptor. Shovel shoulder. Yeah. I'd throw it on his roof. <laughs> Every other day, throw a bunch of dog shit on this roof. 
just to be like, fuck you, man. <laughs> fuck you, you piece of shit. <laughs> Coming in here, not remodeling the building, pretending you're you're some you're slumming it, but I know inside there you've got that you've got that uh, mountain Ozark Springs glass container. I <laughs> got a bunch of artist assistants who all have BFAs who are putting their compost in my compost. <laughs> it's got twist ties on it. They're not chopping enough. They're not adding enough brown to it. I see you. <laughs> you have a gym in the front. I can watch you get massages. <laughs> but you still have the same parking lot. That, yeah, I just throw fucking shit. Sometimes I'd throw it in the parking lot, actually. So hoping this one would step on it. <laughs> this is some uh, welcome to uh, things that... Welcome to petty bullshit that I've done not as a child. <laughs> Hi, these are uh, these are adult petty bullshit confessions. <laughs> God, yeah, I would like to not do that anymore. I'm not. I don't throw shit anymore. It's good. What's the last super petty thing you did? You're like, oh, why did I do that? I almost did something really shitty the other day, but then I didn't. My son. See, almost. That's good. My son opened uh, his car door really hard in the grocery store. His car? He's a car? No. <laughs> Your son has a car <laughs> in the back seat. Yeah. Slammed into the door of the other guy, and it was oh. all fucked up. Was got, the guy there? No, I oh. got in the car and drove off and parked somewhere else. And then I started walking towards the store and was like, oh, "God damn it!" And I went in and I got like a bag and I wrote like, "Hey, yeah. this," and put my number on it. And then I walked took, up to took the car. Shit and wrote it on. <laughs> yeah, I smeared, <laughs> I hit your car. I smeared a hand mark of shit across <laughs> his fucking windshield and pissed in his gas tank. Did they call? Uh, no, because I went up to the car door and I wiped it and it was just paint. Oh. And so I was like, oh, thank God. Fuck. There you go. But I almost did. I almost just walked away. Sometimes God just gives you lemonade. I know. It was pretty shitty. I felt really bad that I almost did that. Wow. Yeah. I, well, you would feel pretty bad if you were me. Yeah. Because I think, well, I, actually, I haven't done that, but I think, um, what do you do when you see someone who's pig parking? Do you punish? Do you ever feel like punishing people? Who are what like, you know, like someone who's doing something like, oh, you've taken up two spots. I'm going to um, go out of my way to punish you. Park really close to you so you, you know, can't someone, get at. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Did you do that ever? No, I've never done uh-huh. that. Yeah, I don't, I've never done that. I have done, I have taken, um, I think I got a cup of honey from a coffee place, Ooh. like a bunch of honey, and I poured it all over the driver's side door <laughs> of a Maserati in Beverly Hills. <laughs> I think I did that, yeah. And I, that's the kind of thing I feel great about that, actually. No, you know what, man? If you're going to be a fucking dick, yeah. I think I think you, you're asking for it. Yeah, it's also just honey. It's honey. Like, it's not you're, not, you're not doing anything crazy. Yeah. It's just a little go fuck yourself. Yeah. When you, I think we need like more vigilantes who aren't vigilantes. They don't do anything other than just piss off people. Yeah. Like inconveniencing like, the rich, I think, is, should be our national pastime. Some of my favorite videos are like, there's this guy... There's this guy who's um, there's a dude sweeping up trash. This guy's throwing trash out his window. Oh yeah, I remember that. I and the video, guy, yeah. some other dude, picks it up and just throws it, it his fucking car. back in the car. Yeah, shit like that gets me. Oh, it's just the best. Yeah, it's amazing. Instant karma. Or like bully videos when the bully gets his ass kicked. Yeah, I love watching that shit. I don't think I've seen one of those. I did say I saw a bully get his ass kicked. Actually, I saw two bullies fight one time. Yeah, two bullies, but the older bully, ah, oh, he was such a good fighter. It sucks. I just hate watching kids get picked on. And then when the oh, picked on kid ends up just like teaching that other kid a lesson, it's like, oh. Did something. you get picked at all or were you a picker? <laughs> no. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't a bully. I've been bullied. Yeah. I remember the worst of it was there was this one time. Uh, I was, again, we were young. We started drinking young. 
and I was at my buddy's house. His mom was like always out of town, so we like had oh free the rate. drinking house. Yeah, yes. basically. And he had an older brother, and his friends kind of found out that I was that I acted, and they started giving me like shit for it. They should just like right really then, just really giving me shit for it. And then one night I kind of snapped on him, and I was like, "Dude, fuck you! Like, what? The, what is your problem? Yeah. You know?" And these are the older kids, whatever. And um, they didn't like that. So we were we were out on the patio, which is second-story patio, but it goes down to a hill. So it's probably about three, three-and-a-half stories. And these um, – I know this style. Yeah. And these two dudes picked me up and flipped me over the railing, held me there by my legs. And, um, like, they would, like, kind of punch me in the stomach. And these other guys at the bottom threw, like, snowballs up at me. Wow. Yeah. Gave me that was that was pretty bad. That's like the worst I've ever, I've ever got. How did you pay him back? I'm here. Let's see that. That's the right <laughs> answer. That is the correct answer. I mean, they. That's really why they they just gave me shit because of man. what I do. And and that's the thing is like fuck them, man. You know, actually one of the one of the friends, one of the guys, he didn't really like flip me over or anything, but he was part of that that group. He actually hit a friend of mine up and asked about acting and stuff like that my buddy there you go that's like, a classic thing and he man. was like would it be cool if i gave him your number and i was like yeah sure and the dude never called me so it's yeah, like it's so sad though it's like one of those things where you're like oh it's so sad that your person's so scared to yeah i that's mean that's the real bully it's the person who's scared to do what they want to do yeah and it and it and it was it was one of those things that it was just it's like okay well you know i'm gonna keep doing what i'm gonna do and yeah there you go you know, I think half of them felt really bad about it <laughs> afterwards. Probably. Yeah. But just is what it is. But that's definitely the, that was definitely the worst of it. I was probably like 15 at the time. So, yeah, that one, that one sucked. But I've, I've been pretty lucky. I, I haven't, I haven't gotten it too bad. I also just like don't really let a whole lot of shit bother me. Like I've had people in bars try to start shit and call me names. You know those people who people want to fight with? Sometimes. Because there's certain people. I mean, it's obviously. I have a buddy who literally can go into any store and it'll almost jump off. Is he a really big person? Not really. A lot of times it's big guys. Like my wife. My wife's (laughs) dad is a very big guy. And so is. It's like certain people who are like over 6'2, if you look like you have. You know, if it could be a bouncer, people just like, oh, this guy, he can't fight, so he wants to. Yeah, it's weird. But, no, I've had people um, I've had people want to get into it with me. But, like, they'll call me names and shit, and I'll just kind of laugh. Call your name? Like what? Like, I don't like your jib, sailor. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, dude, it's, it's, it, it is. It's, it's, That's funny. People get so, like, someone calls you a pussy, and people get so mad. And I'm just like, <laughs> wow. I've never gotten a fight ever. I never had, no one's ever wanted to fight me. I don't think they have. I did have a guy, a kid. I was playing an online video game last night for a bit, <laughs> which is telling of a lot of things. It's also telling how that I'm... What were you playing? I was playing... Uh, oh God. <laughs> I need some music to talk about this. Um, I was playing a game called... This is the saddest music Most emotional music. I was playing a game... Oh, what's it called? It's called... Um, it's the one that's a newer one. Apex Legends. <sighs> I, I was playing Apex Legends and I was doing it because, you know, why work on something I'm writing when I can play <laughs> video games for a good two hours? Right. When I'm really, when I'm so tired, I'm super irritable and emotional. Yeah. Why go to sleep when I can just <laughs> keep doing the same thing? Over and over. Why do that? And this kid I was playing with, 
he was definitely a kid, right? He was a yeah. kid. And he um, was talking about something. How he's, oh, he's like, oh, I have to work tomorrow. And I was like, oh, where do you work? Because I play with this one kid who, this is the sweetest kid in the world. I play with one kid who works at, I think, a... Uh, some cell phone store in like Modesto. Mm-hmm. He has the sweetest voice. He talks about his mom. He gave his mom a cat for her birthday. Just stuff where I'm like, <laughs> this kid is too sweet for online games. Yeah. Sweetest kid. I talk to him all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always like, and my wife said, My asked, wife! My wife asked me for <laughs> fucking dogs. <laughs> and he was talking about this kid's not this similar. I thought it was going to be an- another one of these. Yeah. Uh, this sounds bad. Like I have a collection of kids I talk to <laughs> online. <laughs> I just think it's funny to talk to. Strangers, you can't see them. Oh, uh, I see. So I don't interesting. have. I don't have a microphone, but I. Oh, you to gotta it. get a mic, man. But it's one of my gamer rage is one of my favorite things in it's outstanding. the fucking world. You'll hear these guys that you know are like in college, just like you guys are fucking what the. F-? You're like, yeah, the best is when they call dude. you names. Oh, like, and they get you mad. Doing? Like they get mad because like you didn't shoot oh. a guy, and they fucking lose their minds. Like this is the deciding factor. I in shut their fucking down life. It's. So funny! I just laugh. Oh, it's the it's insane. I laugh so hard. It's the, a textbook impotent rage. A lot of times, if someone does it to me, I'll I'll have my character turn around, and look at them, <laughs> and start shooting at the ground. Like what? Well, like this? And then they just rage quit half the time because they're so. It's like ugh. It's so good, and they get really them. mad because I I play Apex a little bit, and I'm not very good. Yeah. So they get pissed that I'm on their team. I'm like a waste of a player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get really mad, and it's really fun. Sure, you got to queue up with some people you know, otherwise you get screwed, Let's baby. Let's go, baby. What do you play? PlayStation I play, or uh, Xbox? I play X- it's cross-platform, though, I think. I Is it? It's supposed to be. Aristotle says, mm, I don't think so. I don't know if it's I think yet. it's a different game. I think that's uh, that, that sailing game that I played for one day and stopped. The sailing game? Uh, sea of Thieves. Oh yeah, the yeah, world's yeah. greatest game that instantly became not the world's greatest game. But right. so I'm talking to this kid last night. Right, <laughs> so I'm talking to this kid. I'm playing Apex with this with this child, <laughs> and this child says to me, um, "He's got to work tomorrow." I'm like, "Oh, where do you work?" He's like, "Oh, when I'm not, when I don't have school, I paint with my dad." I'm like, well, "That sounds cool." I was just sort of thinking in my head about how nice it must be to have a supportive dad, you know, like a, like a really like sort of down to earth supportive dad. Because I yeah. learned about that guy, this guy in Florida, you know, the guy who had the American flag in the hurricane. Yeah. That video, that viral video? Yeah. His dad shot that. I'm like, what a sweet, classic, dumb Florida dad, you know? Probably just a real normal guy, real supportive, goes to church, that kind of thing. Goes right. to church, right, right. sweet. I'm thinking about that. Oh, what a nice dad. And I asked this guy, oh, so do you like it? He's like, no, I actually, I hate it. But it's just, it's just a kid, right? It's a kid who hates going to right. paint. And then I ask him, um, oh, cool. I think I asked him, like, oh, what, um, oh, so what, what grade are you in? I think I asked him like, something about school. Like, what grade are you in? He's like, oh, I'm in the, um, I'm in, like, I can't wait a second. I'm in seventh, eighth grade. I'm like, oh, cool. That's, do you like it? Do you like school? It's like, um, yeah, it's all right. I mean, I go to, he's, this is what he says. Like, I go to, um, I go to like a weird school. I'm like, what, what, what kind of school? He's like, ah, it's a weird school. I'm like, well, what do you mean? Because he says off on every Friday. Right. Like, what kind of school is off every Friday? He said, it's a, it's a Christian school. And I said, oh, it's, yeah, I understand. I went to Catholic school. Because I did. Right. He's like, oh, what, uh, what grade are you in? Wait a second. He said to me. He said to me. I went to Catholic school, but he said to me, "What grade are you in?" <laughs> and I said, "I'm not in it. I'm not in a grade." And he goes, "What do you mean?" It's like I graduated. It's like, oh, so you're like in high school? It's like, no, I graduated from high school 20 years ago. <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, I thought you were a child." <laughs> 
and I'm like so instantly hurt. I'm like, I'm not a fucking child. No. I'm an adult. I'll, like, let, I'll introduce you to my wife. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I could have said this. Like, look, I, I got a fucking wife. <laughs> and he kept saying like, he was like, oh, no offense, dude, but I, I totally thought you were a kid. I thought you were a child. I'm like, I, I don't like, and I started doing thing like, oh, what, what do you mean I, uh, I sound like a kid? I'm not, I'm not a kid. I'm not a child. But I was so tired that I was actually, like, hurt. And I stopped talking to him. And I stopped playing. So I was so, like, butthurt because, a, like, an eighth grader thought I was a child because my voice sounds like this. Uh, I, what I said was, yeah, it's, it's, it's probably the mic, actually. It's probably my mic. It's probably the mic, actually. Yeah. You fucking dumb little shit. That's all I'm trying to say, you know, is it's just... um. Yeah, it's good that you. It's good what you did. That you just got back at him by success <laughs> and not trying to win at a contest that's unwinnable. Yeah, right. Winning the unwinnable contest. That's my. That's my autobiography. <laughs> I gotta play this song right now. I think it's interesting. You ever heard of Beck? Yeah. I think this is it. No, this is not it. This is a song. No, it's not it. Is this it? Is this it? No. This is it. You listen to No Complaints by Beck? This isn't either. <laughs> One, two. I think it's Earthquake Weather Just Maybe. You know that song? Earthquake Weather Just Maybe. No? Do you like Beck at all? I do. Me and my wife walked into our wedding to a Beck song. You did? Yeah. What song? Dreams. I don't know that song. <laughs> Maybe this is it. Let's see. This is it. See, this song makes me think about being in the West. Like you're on the West, like a cowboy. Yeah. But it's like the opposite. You know what I mean? You're like, it's a negative. Okay. Technicolor. <laughs> I think this is it. I don't think this is it, man. Rainbow West. What's the song you guys walked into? It's called Dreams. Dreams. There's no other songs called Dreams. This is going to be really easy to find. Yeah. <laughs> Did you you play any music for your kids? Do I play music for yeah, my kids? Yeah, you play them like... Yeah, it's pretty funny. My kids are so, so different. Really? Um, my little one loves like heavy music. Like what? Like Pantera? Yeah, or Rage. Or... Rage. Your little one likes Rage. Mm-hmm. Or, Holy um, shit! Like, like some of the old stuff I used to listen to. I like the uh, the screamo stuff. <clears throat> yeah, um, he'll listen to like some some of the heavier stuff, and then my my older son likes like Robert Plant, and really? yeah, like different, really really different vibes. How do they get into that stuff? Though? I play, we play music all the time. Really? Always in the car, always, you know, and then they'll ask for certain songs. My little one actually right now loves uh, Orville Peck. Okay, a lot of people have been talking about this Orville Peck. Yeah. I have. Is there a song you think is cool to listen to? I don't know any names. He's only got one album, so. He's he's pretty cool. He's like a mixture of, he's like Elvis, Johnny Cash, mixture. It's, 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 it's pretty good. Let's check out the secondary hit here. This is called Turn to Hate. Uh, I don't know. It's got an awful bite. Nice voice. Yeah. It's gonna rise again. Yeah, my little my little guy loves this. Loves him. Like made a mask. Dresses no like way. Dresses like him. How old is this kid? Almost five. Wow, that's cool. My kids 
I have dressed up forever. I actually have an entire photo album of my older, my older son's uh, outfits. Do you think he would do shit like he would drive? We would come home and from Chick Fil A, like we 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 went to like Chick Fil A once, and he dressed like the. It's okay to go to Chick Fil A more than once. He dressed up like the drive-through guy. Are you serious? Yeah. Like he'll come downstairs. Red visor, red apron. He did this all on his own. Dude, the whole thing. He dresses up all the time. One time he came down and was like, I want to be a Scottish Highlander for school. No way. So he had a he had a canteen that was a circle canteen as yeah. you know, to wear as his belt and he made up like all he, so he made he, us tie a flannel around him so as cool. his uh kilt. He's gonna be a costumer. He's gonna be something. That would be a cool thing for a kid to get into if you're... Yeah. Is, you ever think about that? Like your They're kids... They're really creative kids. If you have a, a creative job as a parent, that means your kids, there's almost no job that they think is is weird. Yeah, it kind of opens up the doors to everything. Because, I mean, yeah. in reality, like, yeah, I mean, acting's just a weird... It's a weird... It's weird. It's Like, a if you were thing. to talk to somebody about your day, depending on the day, they would be so confused. Oh, yeah. Like, what do you mean you... Did that? What do you? What I was do you, gonna say. What do you mean you did nothing? What do you mean you cut the guy like his head came off, and then you made out with a woman that's not your wife? Yeah. And then you. What do you? What are you talking about? If you yeah, t- like it's, it's it's absurd. It's a weird job. So they can do whatever they want. Then now I don't care what yeah. they do. Yeah. You don't care. Not like I don't care, but yeah. like yeah, anything they want to try. I mean, our older, you know, my older son's already come and been like, he wants to try. <laughs> he wants to be a sweaty fencer. Really? Um, yeah, he got he got the idea to like try fencing, or one day he came and like was like, I want to do clown oh, stuff. Oh wow, that's yeah, a that's he a... hasn't pursued any of that, but he comes to us with like ideas, and you know we look into that stuff, and you know we'll let him try whatever they want. Can try everything? Yeah, why not? At that age, why not? Yeah, as long as I end up become a drummer, you're fine. Yeah, my <laughs> brother's a drummer. My little brother's a drummer. Yeah, I don't know why I said that. I just always think of, like <laughs> he's a really he's a really good drummer. Really? Yeah, he's got a band called Wavy Trees. Wow, should we listen to them? They have nothing out. Okay, we won't then. I guess we'll. Um... They've just started playing. That's rad, though. Yeah. Is there any, uh, is there anything um, you want to, uh, you know, I guess talk about or promote or anything you want to mention before we close? <laughs> no, the doors? I mean, you know, I I, I have that adjourn? I have that show coming out. I have interrogation coming out. Um, what uh, network? Is CBS it? All Access. CBS All Access. Um. I'm not sure when it's coming out yet. I think mm-hmm. maybe beginning of next year. Um, you know, I got some indie films in the can, but what's in the can? Yet. Let's uh, see. <clears throat> indie film. I have this movie called The Catch. I have Ooh. this movie called Dinner in America. Um, they're going to start submitting those to festivals, so we'll see. Maybe we'll get into some festivals this year. That's that's the dream. Yeah, that's fun. film festivals are just such a goddamn. It's fun. It's so it's so ridiculous. Hi. Welcome. This is a stupid song. <laughs> I just hate this immediately. I thought it was going to be something more like breathy. <laughs> Welcome to the Telluride International Film Festival. <laughs> right. So you got some stuff in festivals possibly coming out. And you yeah. can watch Interrogation. We're going to end on something cool here. I don't want to end on this, this shit. This is called Promise. <laughs> what should we end on? What's a good song to end on? Do you want people to check out any websites at all? Any websites you're like, oh, you want to check out this website? What for me? Yeah. No, I'm. I honestly, I'm not super webby. I'm also just like not good at. I like. I live outside the city. I like do my job and I go home. I'm not like. Hey, you know, I don't. 
Do you ever think you'll like live even further I away? Get, the closest I get is like I'll do social media stuff. Yeah, like, like for a thing. Because I can do that like from my house. Do you ever, do you ever think you might live really far away? Like oh yeah, the goal is at some point to get out of here. Where would you go? I don't I don't know. I'm not sure yet. You know, maybe north. Maybe um, it's just hard because it's like the kids are in school. Yeah, and that's a thing. Business is here and stuff, but like. I just found out Steve Zahn lives in know. like Kentucky or something. A lot of people do, man. A lot of people don't live here anymore. Yeah. Um, that maybe maybe one maybe one day, you know. I definitely don't want to live in Los Angeles forever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It'd be cool to maybe go back east or go back east, Kyle. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's time. You just don't know, yeah. Yeah, I think um it would be cool to uh I mean, we're like, we just... just leave when it's hot. <laughs> Fuck. Whenever it's hot, you just leave. Like, yeah. You have like a plane on standby. You fly away yeah. whenever the temperature gets above 80. But acting's just like a gypsy lifestyle anyway. Right. You know, if I were to get a gig that takes us somewhere for three years, I could live. we could live there for three years and then... Welcome to Albuquerque. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. We're not tied down. I'm I'm not tied down to like anything. Mm-hmm. You know, neither's my wife. We're we're really up for life. So that's nice. You guys can be yeah. mobile. Yeah. Do the fuck you want. You can go. You can go there. Get there. Do the dream. Be the lifestyle. <laughs> Find we like it. The, we like the idea of like living in a bunch of different places, you know. I love it. I love the chance to just get the fuck out of here. Oh, any chance. And you can go someplace and experience it at its best cuz you're just there for I'm only here for 2 months, so and then you realize how ridiculous it is out here. Yeah. We're like, what do you mean? This like it's 900 of... square foot apartments, like $4,000 a month. Like, what are we talking about? It's getting so bad. It's crazy. This is your <clears throat> wedding song, right? One of them, yeah. Is this too emotional to end on? <laughs> <laughs> There's no dogs being in here. There's no dogs. No, this is a good, this is a good memory. Thanks for being here, Kyle. This yeah, is really fun, man. I'm glad to hang out. Appreciate it. All right, check it all out here. <laughs> check it all out. <laughs> here on Lifestyles of uh, Talking and Wishing. Check it all out at some point. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> a podcast network.